0: They shall have their portion in the pool burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, and the smoke of their torment shall ascend up for ever and ever, neither have they rest day nor night. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, we continue our, our series on the last things, and today. We consider that of hell. You no, know, such here is the description that comes from the apocalypse of the state of the damned in hell, a place of burning fire and brimstone and corrupting flesh and forever, for all eternity. You know, from time to time, my dear faithful, It is exceedingly useful for us to be reminded of the truth concerning hell. These words are the inspired words of God. Hell is a reality. And after we die, we will ultimately be in heaven or hell and for all eternity, one or the other. Of course, the the thought of hell is confronting. It should be confronting to us. But we need to come face to face with the reality of it. So doing has been instrumental in making great saints. You know, Saint Benedict, in his rule, he says... We are to have a fear of hell. He tells his monks, you are to have a fear of hell. And of course, we know that fear is the beginning of wisdom. You might know the great Carmelite, St. Teresa of Avila, saw the place in hell that was prepared for her. And she said, this was one of the greatest graces, that she had received from God because it gave her the strength to suffer much in this life, knowing that it would be worth it to avoid hell. She described hell as being dark, claustrophobic, uh, with tormenting devils, howls, blasphemies, the smell of burning sulphur and filth, You might know also Dante. He writes on heaven and hell and purgatory. Writing on hell, the inferno, this famous poet. He has described on the gates of hell these words. Abandon all hope, ye who enter there. So he defines hell in these terms of a lack of hope, a complete lack of hope, which is the truth of the reality that those who are condemned to hell, that it is permanent, they are denied entry into heaven, they are denied the presence of God, and they have no hope of relief. You know, when we're suffering, when we're having a bad day, we earn for, for deliverance. We earn for the end of, of that. And if that suffering is particularly intense, we seek the deliverance, perhaps of death. We ask that God might take us. And of course, in so asking of God, we are asking that we die a good death. Because there are some who seek to escape this life and they take their own life by suicide. And the misery that they felt in this life, they condemn themselves to eternal misery. So only a good death will afford us a future life in happiness, in the happiness of heaven. There are many errors concerning hell, and that's what I wish to just touch on before speaking of the, the, the truth of the reality of hell. Many errors. There are many people who try to twist this notion of hell. Who refuse to believe in hell. They pretend it does not exist. And here of course we have those sects who, who teach. Um, the total annihilation of the godless after death. So believing in God. But saying that God annihilates them. He, he pr- takes them from existence to non-existence. After, after death. Pretending God will. F- Wipe them from the face of the earth and that's the end. Well, that is false. There are those who deny the immortality of the soul. They try to pretend that when the body dies, the soul dies with it. And, of course, then the consequences that would be owing to the the soul in eternity, well, they deny. Well, that's another error. There are many who twist this notion of hell, saying well, it will be a a, a place where I will be with my, my friends and I'll have the companionship of those who have enjoyed licentious things here on this earth. They try to make it something that will be joyful. There will be nothing joyful about hell. There are those who believe that hell exists, but they pretend that no one is there. They pretend that it is proposed as a stick, as in many religions, a stick that serves to make people do the right thing, but that no one goes there. That is false. There are others who go one step further, who believe in the existence of of hell, but pretend that it's only mass murderers. And the worst of adulterers that go there. it's only a very few. Well, that is false also. That hell exists and that there are souls falling like snowflakes into hell is how Our Lady describes it. The manner in which Our Lady of Fatima describes it. And particularly because of sins of lust. You cannot talk away the reality of hell. For all of the subjective views that people might have concerning hell or try to prefer, try to deny this reality, they will not escape the consequences in the future life. They can try to talk away here They will not escape the consequences. Already in this life, they will lack peace of conscience. Yes, and they will experience the frightful sentence of God, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, which was prepared for the devil and his angels. Now we come to understand more clearly what hell is. The Catechism, it simply defines it, hell as a place or state of eternal punishment inhabited by those rejected by God. That's a very simple definition of hell. It is de fide, and that is to say it is a matter of faith, that the souls of those who die in the condition of personal grievous sin enter into hell. Those who die in mortal sin enter into hell. That is of faith. It's also of faith, De Fide, that the punishment of hell lasts for eternity. And eternity is not a very long time. It is forever. And for us to to comprehend eternity is very difficult. We can't in fact comprehend eternity because our our mind cannot comprehend that which is infinite for all eternity. It's the common opinion, so it's not of faith, but it's a common opinion that the punishment of the damned is proportionate to each one's guilt, which makes complete uh, sense. So we must take heed of what sacred scripture says concerning hell, the inspired words of God who teaches us concerning hell. Broad is the way that leads to destruction and many that go that way. He says, and I say to you, my friends, be not afraid of them who kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you shall fear. Fear ye him who after he hath killed hath power to cast into hell. Ye, I say to you, fear him. And you know, throughout Advent, Saint John the Baptist comes at, comes up uh, prominently. He's featuring there in the in the in the Gospel of, of t- today, and he speaks of the people at his his time, Pharisees, he calls them, you brood of vipers, who hath showed you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth the therefore fruits worthy of penance. And he warns them, there shall come one mightier than I, speaking of Christ, whose fan is in his hand, and he will purge his floor, and he will gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff He will burn with unquenchable fire. Speaking there of hell in St. Luke. And St. Mark also, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into unquenchable fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not extinguished. And St. John, if anyone abideth not in me, He shall be cast forth as a branch and shall wither and they shall gather him up and cast him into the fire and he burneth. We have numerous parables that our Lord gives in sacred scripture concerning hell. The unjust steward, the man who enters into the marriage feast without the wedding garment, without sanctifying grace. And he is cast into exterior darkness. The foolish virgins who have no oil in their lamp, no sanctifying grace when the bridegroom comes and knocks on the door for entrance and the master says, I know thee not. Sacred scripture teaches on hell that it is perfect despair. There is weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is the worm of conscience that will never die There is the land of darkness covered by the shadows of death where there is no water, but eternal horror dwells therein. There is the lake of fire and brimstone where the devil and sinners will be tormented day and night forever. And the glutton, like Dives, that we read of in the the gospel, um, will beg for, for a drop of water to cool his tongue and will not obtain it. Yes, there shall remain this infinite distance between these creatures uh, and the, those who are in heaven. They shall never see God. They will never have uh, one to pity them. They will never have an advocate. They will have no redeemer. Their fate is sealed the sentence can never be reversed. Hell is forever. Scholastics speak of, of the nature of the punishments of hell. And if any of you have been on an Ignatian retreat, you will have uh, heard this, this distinction before because there's a meditation on uh, each of uh, these, these sufferings of the pains of hell. There is the pain of loss. And there is the pain of of senses. And it's the pain of of senses that is is first spoken on and then the pain of loss. And so the pain of senses, it consists in the sufferings which the souls in hell will have to um, endure. And this will be through the the, the fires of, of hell and when the fathers of the church speak of the fires of hell and compare it with the fires of this life, they say that the fire of this life is like painted fire in comparison to the fires of hell. You know, uh, that's the comparison that they they, they they make. And there in hell, with the pain of senses, there will be the pain in all of the senses, in, in the sight, which is the most noble of, of our senses there will be the most horrible signs of corruption of the demons of the damned and emanciated and corrupting corpses burning bodies in flames that can never be released dismembered bodies and the most fearful expressions of hatred Misery and despair in the faces of those who endure endure those torments. There'll also be the torment of hearing, what these souls will hear. They'll hear the blasphemies against our Lord, against our lady, the moans and cryings, the cursings, the sounds of, of agonizing uh, uh, bodies in their death, pains. Which will drive them to, 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 to hysteria. Uh, there'll be this, the, in the sense of smell, the horrible fumes of, of, of burning bodies and of flesh and of sulfur. And you know, in this life, we, we, we can't bear to, to, to smell certain things, but there there will be no escape from those, nowhere to turn. In the taste, there will be complete hunger and thirst. You know, flames and brimstones and the storms of winds shall be the portion of their cup, as it says in the Psalms, Psalm 10. And in the touch, the flames will penetrate all the members uh, of the body with fire, but that fire will not consume those bodies. But of course, the greatest pain the greatest suffering of the damned in, in hell is the pain of loss. And we call this the moral suffering, which consists of being deprived of the beatific vision, being deprived of the, the, the face of God. And the moral suffering is the will be the knowledge of what the soul has lost, And considering the infinite goodness of God. You know, the damned have lost God. They have lost everything. Lost infinite goodness. Infinite love. From which all other things receive their goodness. Everything that we have in this, 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 this life, which is good, it participates in goodness. And that goodness comes from God. Well, in hell there will be no love because there is no God. There will be no goodness because there is no God. And that is what they lose. So this chastisement is far more severe than the fires. To have lost infinite goodness, an incomprehensible misfortune, unfathomable misfortune because he knows the great good that he has lost, and through his own fault, through the soul's own fault. The demons remind those, those souls of their sins. They hate God, and they, they live in this atmosphere of hatred of, 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 of God and hatred of neighbour. It's the justice of God that demands hell. And of course we know God is all merciful, but we also know God is all just. The time here in this life is the time of mercy. In the judgment, it is the time of justice. You know, there is a hell, and God's justice demands that there be Uh, hell, You know, many people depart this life not having suffered the consequences of their crimes. Criminals that get away with uh, uh, imprisonment in this life. Well, that that will all be sorted out uh, in eternity. They will not escape the, the punishment for their crimes. And if there was no hell awaiting the criminal who defies God, who tramples on the rights of his fellow man, then law loses its meaning and the Ten Commandments don't have any binding force. If, when we die, it's all as if it's all been forgotten. Well, that is not the case. God's justice demands that the crimes that we have committed in this life and are unforgiven, and that we are unrepented for, are paid for in the next life. I said I would close on a, 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 a note of hope, and that is the Christmas hope. A joyful note, the joy that Christ enters into this world, which comes with Christmas. We can avoid the the, the fires of hell by the grace which Christ gives through the grace of Christmas. You know, the very reason why the Son of God entered into this world is to free man from sin. To open the gates of heaven to man. And God wishes not the death of the sinner but that he be converted and that he be saved. He came for this very purpose, St. Thomas Aquinas says, to save man. And so in this this mystery that we contemplate with Christmas, we contemplate Christ in his greatness, but also Christ in his littleness. Christ came as a child that he might be approachable to all, that he might uh, not be feared by anybody, that we might be able to take him into our arms and press him to our heart and for for sinners to pour forth their their, their sins to his, his minister in the sacrament of penance, which he makes available for us. And so this is the, 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 the hope, the Christian hope that we have. Yes, the reality of, of hell is real. We must come face to face with it. And we must make that amendment of life so that we die and enter into eternal life. Christ came to free us from sin. And so... Yes, uh, this is the great joy that we celebrate in just a week's time. But it will only be a a joy if we have that that peace of, of conscience which only comes with being at peace with God. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Amen.